0: Section 35 of American Myths and Legends, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. American Myths and Legends, Volume 1 by Charles M. Skinner, Yon Soul and the Monster. In the solemn days of the Dutch occupation of New York, when people went bear hunting in Harlem, picked violets in ladies alley now maiden lane wore gags in their mouths and had their elbows trussed for speaking evil of dignitaries there was a ruffling little man of the town garrison yon square-built flat-faced pop-eyed who by his own confession was the doughtiest soldier on the isle of Manhattos. as corporal of the town guard his duty was to keep the indians out and wastrels in to see that no unwanted entries were made into the houses of burghers or the windows of ladies, and that people living taverns in an unaccountable state were piloted to their homes if they were persons of consequence, and to the lock-up otherwise. On a bright spring evening he mounted guard as usual before the gate in the defense that has left its name to Wall Street. If Dutchman ever had nerves, he must have had them that night, for he could not sleep. And he kept thinking, and thinking was an employment that always left him used up for a day afterwards. Never had the hours seemed so long, never had the trees whispered and snickered and beckoned so, never were so many shadows floating over the earth. Witches had just reached the new world, queer forms had been met in Ladies' Alley, a copious growth of toadstools had been reported on Windmill Meadow. The windmill, hark, its creaking sounded like words tail of a swine why must his mind run on these things he lugged out a leathern pottle that hung at his belt and took a long long pull yet his warm courage went to zero for as the flask went up at an angle of forty five degrees he espied over the shoulder of that comforter a monster with glowing eyes long teeth and thrashing wings and up went the hair of Jan soul so high that it nearly lifted off his helmet he had enough presence of mind left to fire his blunderbuss, which being heavily loaded knocked him flat, and the relief coming up, almost at a run in its excitement, took him limp and helpless before the governor, to whom he chattered his story. The governor gravely warned him against the overuse of schnapps, and as a punishment directed that he spend four hours of the next day riding the wooden horse in the sight of the populace. Punishment, echoed the soldier. Punishment for what? but the governor waved him majestically from the presence the council however gave hearing to Jan Sol after he had come from straddling the beam and kicked the circulation back into his legs and for four hours thereafter it discussed what ought to be done with the monster at the end of that time it adjourned in astonished silence for a taciturn member had opened his head for the first time in a month to ask respecting this bugaboo is there one on the next saturday night seven picked men went on guard loaded with all the iron weights that they could borrow from the shopkeepers that the creature might not fly off with them midnight having struck without anything happening to break the peace it was agreed to take turns on guard and greatly to his sorrow the first turn fell to Jan Sol. his companions forthwith rolled into the lee of the wooden wall and fell to snoring doubtily now the moon sunk and darkness overspread the earth the windmill began to creak and chirp there were strange rustlings and the patter of feet and the heart of the guard began to bump in his oaken ribs once more he was frozen with horror when just as he turned to walk back along his beat he saw the awful creature of his fears rising again above the timber fort it flew down glided swiftly toward the governor's house where it seemed to leap the wall "'covered though it was with its defense of broken bottles, "'and then Jan's soul found his voice in stentorian roars. "'The guard roused, and so soon as it could make out "'what Jan had on his mind, an affair of a quarter of an hour or so, "'it ran to the governor's mansion and roused the household, "'which turned out in nightcaps with pistols and pokers in hand. "'While the convention was discussing the affair of the night, "'a sound of a key,' softly fitted to a lock caught the ear of two of the guard they therefore flattened themselves against the wall one on either side of the gate and held a rope across it the gate opened quietly then a figure rushed forth caught its foot in the rope and fell heavily to the earth the entire company excepting the governor's daughter a pretty minx of eighteen who was in a state of tearful agitation fell upon the monster for there is courage in numbers and pulled him within doors after he had been despoiled of his long cloak and sugar-loaf hat the creature proved to be a presentable fellow in his twenties he admitted that he had leaped the wall at about the time the mill sails had begun to move on a freshening wind a circumstance that had scared yon soul into a belief that the stranger had wings indeed through the rest of a long life jan held out for wings and scornfully repudiated the idea that this fresh-faced gallant was the being that had leaped the wall the stranger said he was from pavonia but when they asked him why he had come into new amsterdam by a way and at an hour that laid him liable to the death penalty he set his jaw and would not speak so they sentenced him to die by the rope some time before the day set for the execution the governor's daughter flung herself at her father's feet made confession and implored the young man's release he was her husband she had met him at a pleasure excursion across the river where he had won her respect and love by kicking a drunken indian who had been impertinent to her before the governor had recovered from the shock of this disclosure he was waited upon by a dignified gentleman in a cocked hat the governor of the rival colony of pavonia who had come to plead for the pardon of his son the disobedience of his daughter and his dislike of all Pavonians well-nigh confirmed the ruler of New Amsterdam in his intention to let the law have its course. But when the other governor began to talk of giving up his right to the river front and to the shad fisheries, and when he looked into the tearful countenance of his family and saw that his daughter was like to die of grief, the old man gave in and signed a pardon for the prisoner the young fellow and his wife retired to a house in broad street which after a few years they had peopled with chubby yonkers every one of whom refuted yon sol's story that their father had wings end of section thirty five